I'm Mike Peters. I'm Dan Morfitt. And, and this, this is Top Content. What what bloody time do you call this? It's a very, very special day. It's a momentous day here. What we've seen today is uh, one of the great institutions uh, of uh, of the United Kingdom. Um, you know, one of the great icons, really. Uh, and, and, a, and a figure, an iconic figure related to that institution appearing when we didn't think they'd appear again, possibly. You know, that was that was the talk. And there they were resplendent in all their regalia, doing what they do best. Yes, Jimmy Anderson taking wickets at Lords. Yeah. Dear top content listener, he was trying to throw you there. Um, <laughs> didn't work. No. Didn't work. Well, that's a shame. I've, I've been waiting here. Like Prince Andrew's been waiting in the wings, not being allowed well, on the balcony. I'm sorry. I went, listen, I went, I was working from home. I went to the fridge. I had a bit of cheese on a, <laughs> on a sandwich. I forgot what I was doing. I forgot what time it was. I forgot what I came out there to do for, in the first instance. I managed I, to impregnate three separate women. <laughs> yeah, well I, 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 well, I did that before I went in for the cheese, to be fair. And it was just one woman. I haven't got. I'm not. You know. I'm not a machine. I'm not a machine. I've delivered on the promise of 350 million pound extra a week. Yeah, it's the Brexit dividend. Brexit dividend. Uh, I, it, it didn't necessarily go to the NHS. It just went to Tory donors. Yeah. For PPE, that didn't work. But oh yeah. Um, where's where's your where's your love at the moment? She's in the, in the house. Is she watching the Platy Jube? No. No, she's too busy. She's editing. Editing a wedding. My betrothed is upstairs using the words Platy Jube. Uh, yeah, I, to, I have to be... Full disclosure, I have used that phrase in a... Obviously, in a way, on, on the radio this morning. No. My, but I hadn't, my, uh, I hadn't heard my... it until somebody actually emailed it to me. Yeah. Um, and somebody said, oh, we're going out to buy an outfit for the, you know, for the Platy Jubes on Sunday. I'm like... What's what's this I've, now? I don't know who I've married because she's upstairs going. I need to find something purple to wear for the platy jube, and I'm just going for f- why? Give it it's up. It's not. It's not Lent. No, she's doing it to annoy me. She's going. Oh, Scott Mills used the term platy jube, and I went. Well, oh. therefore, it's not original. Nothing original it's- has ever come from that man's mouth. <laughs> um, so you know, where did he steal that from? Take take note, oh. future Radio One presenters that may be listening to this podcast. Don't steal from him. Don't st- yeah, because because you're stealing from somebody else. It's basically uh, handling stolen goods. Oh, I, I, I actually, I mean, this is an amazing anecdote because I was getting my hair cut, right? So it shows how long ago this was. And Christ, was this this millennium? It was. It was 2008, and I was getting my hair cut in Australia, um, which might explain something. Why well, my beard's so long and my my head's not long. Uh, anyway, so I was getting my hair cut. We were in Australia, and I went and I heard a clip on an Australian radio station that I'd heard. And then a couple of weeks later, I came back and I heard Scott Mills use the exact same clip. Oh, of course, of course. And I'm like, Hang and it would have been two weeks. And I don't know what I was listening to. It might have been Hamish and Andy. It might have been Carl and Jackie. I don't know, but obviously it was one of the Australian double headers because they're very rare in Australian radio, as well. You know, Bangle and Hughesy. Jonesy and really, Jonesy and Gobshite, all, all of that. All, like all, Australian ra- all, all Australian radio stations have have a double header in their ranks somewhere. I don't like Australian radio. 
Broad and Anderson? Okay. No. No, that is, that is a duo. The oldest <laughs> men alive. 36 for six at lunch. Ashford and, and Simpson lad. on the breakfast show on Wigga Wagga FM. Let's let's not let's not. I know you're virtually Australian. The the number of times you've been there, I, I don't know how many sentences you had to Twice. endure over yeah. there. But Australian radio's pish, and it's scarily white. That whole country is basically like a, an old Englishman's racist wet dream. Yeah, look at those white people in that sunny country. They're doing so well. What about the indigenous people? F*** the Aborigines. You know, it's... You can't say that about the Kiwis, the Grand Hom. Now you say, f*** the Kiwis. F*** the Kiwis. You say it with a, a much flatter vowel. I've, uh, I've been watching Flight of the Concords ah. again uh, on HBO, and it's just... I don't know. Have you seen um, the new trailer for Buzz Lightyear, the movie? Uh, well, new trailer? I don't know. I have well, seen a trailer. Yeah. Which... Um, I really like Taika Waititi. I think he's a fantastic director. <laughs> yeah. I think he's a fantastic writer. And I think he's a fantastic actor. There's just a little bit too much of him at the moment. It's like Taika Waititi's character in like Buzz Lightyear, the new film. Couldn't you have given it to Jermaine Clement or Brit or even Reese Darby? Could just give it to them guys. Taika Waititi has got far too much on his hands. That includes Reese Aurora. Yeah, I mean, so well, Brett. Well, Brett is very busy, isn't he? Because he's writing a lot of songs for the Muppet films. Yeah, which I did but not he's, realize he, he's but, doing a concert at Webster Hall, which is on Manhattan uh, in a few weeks, and I think I might he? get tickets for oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, for the Platy Jube, Even though I'm a, I'm a Republican, um, we're going to um, go to a silent disco on Saturday after the uh, PDC darts at the Madison Square Gardens. Oh, yeah. And we're going to a silent disco where Mark Ronson's DJing. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, that's... And, and Gemma Kearney. Who? Which, Gemma Kearney. She was a oh, radio Gemma Kearney. Oh, she my was, God. Yeah, she was awful. Oh, and she was awful. She was on Six Music. Oh, rubbish. She's awful. So thank me that I'm sparing you her on the radio this weekend because she's in... New, New York. York. Yeah. So, I was, uh, do you know what? I was supposed to be going to a silent disco this weekend, but I haven't heard anything. That was very good, <laughs> very very good. I, that is actually in my in my on my phone on my notes for if I ever did stand up again. That's actually down there as a joke. So I'm, I'm just trying to away. work out. <laughs> I'm just trying to work out if that's going to be used when Scott Mills does cover on Ken Bruce, <laughs> or if he's going to be using that on Five Live, or if he's going to be using that with Chris Stark on Radio One. Yeah. <laughs> it's all yours, that's Scott. A, uh, it's nine thirty. Radio Two. We're going to do a pop master in a minute. Uh, Ken Bruce here. <laughs> I was supposed to be going to a silent disco this evening, uh, but I haven't heard anything. Here's a bit of sad cafe. <laughs> Uh, uh, can, can, uh, can I just do that joke in a number of different radio presenters kind of manner? Yes, please. Uh, yes, so please. let's let's do let's do. Um, so I suppose we're going to a um, silent disco reader on tonight and Harry Styles, but I've not heard anything. Doesn't work, does it? Doesn't, Doesn't work as work. a joke because that that sounds like a showbiz anecdote rather than actually a, a, a joke. Ken Bruce is the perfect delivery system for that gag. Yeah. Can he do Steve Wright? Can I, I'd rather not. He's quite hefty, okay. isn't he? Oh. I I, I've, I've, never, I've never been a fan of Steve Wright. Never, ever. 
I, I think you and I occupy, I don't know whether you're a fan of him or not, but you and I, I think occupy that space where we're the wrong generation. We're just in that, in that sweet spot. Like kind of like with Doctor Who, I find because when Doctor Who was coming to its end and it was on its absolute ass because Michael yeah. Gray didn't like it, the original sort of run. And so therefore it stopped when we were about eight. Eight. And therefore, yeah. and then when it came back, we'd missed the boat. We were twi- I was, I, I, I've just, you know, kids, George loves it. Absolutely loves it. And he, he keeps waffling on about, waffle, pardon the pun, but he's about having fish fingers and custard for tea. And it's like, I don't dislike Doctor Who. I'm just kind of, eh, yeah. And, and, this, and the same thing applies to Steve Wright, because when I started listening to Steve Wright, you know, you didn't listen to Radio 1 in Liverpool. You listened to Radio City. So when Steve Wright was at his zenith and, you know, chewing up audience left, right and centre, doing... Steve Wright of the afternoon. I was like, I only started listening to him when we moved to the Midlands and I listened to him Steve Wright at breakfast and I didn't get it. I didn't like it. It wasn't my type think, of thing at all. I think this is the first podcast on earth and we're not first with many things that have compared Steve Wright <laughs> to, Doctor to a Time Lord. <laughs> well, in a, in, a, in a way he is because Steve Wright is timeless. I respect him enormously and his love for the medium of radio, I will always doff my cap to. Because he, he loves what he does. and well, But the thing is, his show now is exactly the same show that he's been doing for the oh, last yeah, 40 I, years. So it is timeless. He is a timeline. That's reassuring. That yeah. That's reassuring. What I like about Steve Wright, in contrast to another Radio 1 DJ, is that Steve Wright is shameless in that theft. So virtually every voice, every feature was stolen from... Broadway Bill or something yeah. here on WCBS. Broadway Bill. See, oh, I love Broadway Bill. T- Steve Wright used to take holidays every year yeah. in his pomp in the 80s. He would go to America and he would sit in a hotel room and record the radio, write fastidious notes and then go back and then... Yeah. And, and you, can't do, you can't do that now when no. every radio station is available everywhere on the planet on, online. But I like the way he did that. His theft was less a theft, more of a loving homage because he loves radio. He didn't steal people's ideas, punchlines to further his career. I listened to a podcast a couple of months ago, a radio podcast, and I won't say the name of it or I won't say the person that was interviewed, but it was uh, it was somebody that used to be on Radio City. And he mentioned that he ended up working at Radio 1. And uh, I'm probably narrowing this down quite specifically now, aren't I, to be fair, by giving those clues. Is uh, it Keith Chegwin? It's not Keith Chegwin. Similar era, but no. He said about the fact that he went into the things that he did on his show on Radio City and then he met Steve Wright and then Steve Wright basically said, well, basically, I've just nicked you all the stuff that you do. So, therefore, he had to find something else to do because Steve Wright nicked the stuff that he did so he couldn't nick Steve. It would be perceived as him nicking Steve Wright's act even though it was was very... It sort of jumped the shark in a way. But like I say, I think Steve Wright is less about him and it's more about the medium. Yeah. And he's one of the... Last people that gives a crap about the medium, yes, which is all power to him. I really, I really liked his chat show. But the Steve I really Wright liked, People Show, yeah. I really liked uh, Danny Baker's chat show as well, and I really hated Coldplay from the get go. So I'm not a, I'm not a good. You're not, a, you're not a good barometer uh, of what is what is going to hit the no. uh, yeah of, of what's going to hit the zeitgeist of popular culture. No, I thought the no. Dum Dums were going to be huge, but that band <laughs> never did. <laughs> Everything now is a great. Everything is a good. I, I is a very catchy pop rock tune. Great, great tune. I like Steve Wright. 
And but like you said, he's, I don't understand his underlings, JD Lee Grace, and is it Tim? Tim Smith. Him. I don't understand who or what they are. Well, you just but, they're his underlings. Uh, yeah, I know, but it, it, it works. And you've been to Wogan House, haven't you? No, never been into mm. Wogan House. I have. I have been in Wogan House. Have you? And I have been in the studio. So I, I don't know what it's been like since the refit. The inner sanctum. It's it's awful, by the way. The refit. It just, it's like look at Global. Look at Global. They make radio stations look great. Radio Two. Yes, but then um, they also employ Rachel Johnson and Andrew Pierce. So you can't have everything, can you? Yeah, charity. Um, so you go into Wogan House. Well, that begins. At, yeah, but that begins at home, which is where those two should stay. Yeah. Carry on. Andrew and Andrew Pierce. You know. No, let's not. Um, would you ever? Yeah, Radio Two. If, if you go into it, there's um, a special room, which is a full studio next to like the control room, and then next to the uh, other main studio, and that's Steve Wright's studio. Yeah, and it smells of Milton or Jay's or whatever disinfecting fluid there is. It reeks. That's it's the only place in the whole of the UK that wasn't touched by COVID, because every surface in there is disinfected to the nth degree. And that's Steve's, Steve Wright's studio. That's where he records everything. Yeah. And he's got he's got this chair that looks like something out of Marathon Man that Laurence Olivier would be pulling the teeth out of Dustin Hoffman from. It is. And it, he's a one-man radio machine. Oh, he is. But we, we know of a couple of people that used to record all their radio in advance as well. Yes. And, then, and it just never hit the same way, especially when major people died and then they had to do it live and they couldn't. <laughs> that was always funny. Yes. There's a story I could tell you about, about I think, some of the people you're referring to there, but I can't mm. say it on this podcast. I'll have to save it for another time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's going to be years to come. What we're doing here essentially is, you know, these, I imagine there's a whole multitude of these programs on over the course of the next few days of well when i met the queen it was a wonderful moment we 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 were we were in the queue at the drive through mcdonald's in windsor and and i saw her order a chicken legend with with barbecue sauce she didn't want the mayo or the barbecue sauce and 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 then she i'd got her chips she went large on the chips and she got it and then she dropped a fry and I picked up a fry and she said, thank you. And it was a wonderful, wonderful moment. I had a Big Mac grand with bacon. Cut to footage. It, it's going to be, I, I, uh, that, yeah, that's, that's, I, go on. I feel like Alex Lowe wants his characters back. <laughs> that, that's it. I could, I could, I could do Barry from Watford, no problem, but I, I won't. Uh, that, that's. Mike Peters <laughs> appears, not courtesy of Goodnight Vienna Productions. <laughs> he just appears. I, I appear courtesy of Vionetta Productions, and we have actually, we have actually bought we have actually been eating Vionetta. Would you believe it's back? Well, you, could you could you set up a production company called Goodnight Vionetta? Goodnight Vionetta, please. I did I did please. I did used to have my fantasy football league team it was called Rapid Vionetta. That's I was to, I think we, it's currently called Brian Munich. I did have it. It used to be called Astrington Stanley, but the Premier League um, app made me change it because it was rude, which I think oh. was just. Just shows a lack of a distinct lack of imagination on their part, much like the um, shortlist for the PFA Player of the Year. 
Very unimaginative. But that's where's Son? Where's Son on that? Where is he? Uh it's over. Th- well, it's moved around past this window. It's somewhere there. It's behind, obscure behind a cloud at the minute. Golden Son. boot winner, no penalties, and he's not even on the players' PFA list. Yeah. Yeah. B- isn't it? A lot of b. Where's anyway. Anthony Gordon? <laughs> Benetton meat. Face lads. Hey, wait, wait. I thought he's a. I thought he's a Geordie, isn't he? Anthony, Anthony, Gordon. Anthony Gordon. No, he's yeah. a scouser. Anthony Gordon. He's he's one of our own. No. But uh, no, I we, Vianetta uh, of, is something that has actually, I mean, booked the trend of, or obviously, basically every food stuff and every single thing is going up in price. And, it's going uh, down in price, isn't it? It is because we went last Saturday. We went out for pizza to the hut. Not been there for a while, and I I've got to wait for my kidney to grow back before we go back again because it was that bloody expensive. But anyway, and we we said right, well we need to get we had a, a dessert here. I wasn't having any. I was going straight to work. So I said, well, I'll, I'll run across to um, the, the Tesco Express across the street uh, to get something rather than us trying to stop in a shop and blah, blah. Went in there and all of the ice cream, I think the only ice cream that was in there was carte d'or and it was £4 for like a, a, a sort of petri dish sized tub of carte d'or. And then I wasn't having any gin and berries, so forget that. But what was in there, club car price, a pound, Ooh. Vianetta. So oh. I'm like, right, I'm having that. So we had to, oh, I, that's I, a good price. I, I wandered back over, pleased with my purchases of a bag of wine gums, large bar of chocolate, and a Viennetta, all for the princess of about £3.15. Don't let Rishi Sunak S- hear you say Screw that. you, Bank of England. Wow. Rishi Sunak's going, the people aren't poor. Let them eat Viennetta. Let them eat Viennetta. Let them eat it. Let them, let them indulge themselves. Platy jubes. Platy jubes. Let's have Four a Viennetta for Platy. Let's have a, 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 a Viennetta for Platy jubes. Four day weekend for the Queen. I think that's how, wasn't that actually one of Boris's nicknames in the in the Bullingdon Club. Platy. Oh, no, it was what, Fatty Jubes. No, it was Fatty Boobs, wasn't it? Fatty Boobs. Fatty Boobs. That was it. Yeah. Blondie pubes. Yeah. Oof. Oh, hang on. Sorry, I'm just going to need to cut to audio, uh, live audio from the uh, fly past at Lords. <laughs> Chucks away! There we go. Are they now spreading the ashes of Ted Dexter? Yeah. Over the Marlebone Trick Club. Billy Mega Chippy! Billy Mega Chippy! Billy Mega Chippy! I don't know. What is Billy Mega Chippy? I've seen I've I've seen and I've heard of it, and it's like, what? It, it it's a chip shop. It's a large chip shop in the Binley area of Coventry. And it, it seems to have Taken on a life force of its own. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the references to it. No, it's everywhere. Yeah, everybody. It, it seems to have something that's picked, been picked up on and has gone viral, as the as the kids say. And yeah, and the last thing you it, want is something viral from a fish and chip shop. Well, this is yeah. This is this is true. I mean, you know, waterborne disease has killed many people. You know, in, I think in the Crimean War and you know, Prussian and all the rest of it. Um, so we don't we don't want anybody getting cholera from there. I don't think they will, but their, their standards are very high. Apparently, Binny Maggie Chippy. That's why they're so popular. But a lot of people apparently seem to be turning up. Busloads of them seem to be turning up at a chip shop to buy fish and stuff. I think there were due to be more, but Tui cancelled a lot of the flights um, and left everybody stranded in Fuengarola. You know, they were all going to fly. We fly to Cov! Cov Airport's closed down, though, hasn't it? So it's only cargoes now. <laughs> Somebody's put a, put a, put a, a bolt on the porter cabin, have they, at Coventry Airport? Yeah. 
I think he waited. I think he was that that tiny. I mean, let, tiny. lest we forget, Coventry Airport did actually once host a pope. Yes, Pope. Yes, John Paul II himself, not Nick Pope, the Burnley goalkeeper, or Ollie Pope, the England batsman. It was John Paul II, a genuine bona fide pope, worthy of the honour of flying into Coventry Airport. Did so back in 1984. No, 82. You, you love your pilgrimages. Were you there in, as a babby in 82? Yeah, I have no idea. Probably, I don't know. I'm sure because he, he turned up in Liverpool. I was probably there in some in some capacity. Yeah. Carol is leaving tonight on a plane. I was I was there in 2010 at Cofton Park when he when is that the, when he did the uh, Benedict, came. The, Benedict yeah. came, came came to the patch. Ah <laughs> oh dear, Benedict. Yeah, and and I actually fell asleep because we'd had to Were get you up in with God that much. Uh, yeah, we'd had to get up. At four in the morning to get the coaches to get to the to Cofton Park to get on the site for the mass and it was quite a very sort of warm and muggy sort of September morning and you know by the time the mass started I think about nine o'clock or ten o'clock whatever it was you know you were you were struggling so I think I only had about three hours sleep I do I do appreciate though the Catholic Church is doubling down of going well we've had paedophiles in the Vatican for years let's have an actual Nazi as the, the head guy now that that was that was a strong appointment. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, he, he was... I don't think he... He had to be a member of Hitler Youth, didn't he? I don't think it was... You, you weren't given an opt-out. It's not like, you know, being on the organ donor register, is it? You know? Yeah, but at the, at the same time, you've, there's that uh, fantastic footage of a of a young uh, Princess Lilibet uh, running around going, hmm. So... By the way, for the listeners of the podcast, I just affected a Nazi salute. So... I think, no, you I didn't. Think you, you, did... you just no. What you, she was doing there was putting her her hand. Um, She's a big fan of Lazio. Yeah, over Prince Andrew and just saying. <laughs> no, get him away! No, not on the balcony. You're going on the patio. Not on the balcony. Um, if you didn't have Benedict, though, as head of the Catholic Church, then we would never have got Jim Bowen. So swings no, and roundabouts. True, yeah. I like Pope Francis. Yeah. Hey guys, wear a condom. What? What? Yeah. I'm the Pope. It's that when you when you go in one. On that, I'm so excited. I'm the the darts in New York City on Saturday. I'm so excited, so excited. Where, where's the this actually taking place? So I have seen get. it advertised because Rod Harrington looked. I have to say, fitted into the whole milieu of Times Square brilliantly. It's happening at Madison Square Garden. Is it? Caveats, caveats, ah. caveats. The Hulu Theatre. Which bit's that? So it's it's like this big amphitheatre on the side. So it's not Madison Square Gardens where the right. Knicks play or the Varsity Games or where the New York Rangers play their ice hockey, which is a magnificent stadium, by the way. It's the Hulu Theatre on the side, which right. is still a huge theatre and yeah. massive capacity, thousands in there. And yeah. The Americans aren't going to get it. They're not going to get that at all. They're not going to get it. They're not going to get everybody writing lines from EastEnders yeah. on cards. They're just not going to get it, and it's going to be brilliant. And all I can imagine is that it's going to be a bunch of Brits, Dutch, yeah. uh, Danish, Norwegian people just going mad on lager, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Can I ask, can you get traffic cone fancy dress outfits in, um, in New York, in the New York area? No, um, because uh, traffic cones here look more like wordy. 
right. from uh, words and pictures. Okay, well, you're going to have a problem. That needs to be rectified. Yeah. Uh, before I don't, before I don't know if I'm going to go in fancy dress. Right. Well, I mean, the question. I suppose the other question is: Can you order? bunch of Stoke City and a bunch of Birmingham City supporters from any sort that's of facility. A, a great idea. With, within yeah. it. Because that will add to the um, to the mix brilliantly. So I think the last time I went to the Premier League darts, which was at the NIA, and it was when they just moved it to the sort of to the arenas, they moved it. Because when the Premier League darts started, it was like in, and I'm, I'm not saying this in a, in a pejorative kind of Welcome derogatory way. Clubs. It was in the, it was in the, it, no, it was in the, um, in the provinces. We went to it, a Blackburn Town Hall, and it was fantastic. On a Thursday night, live on Sky, 2006. Sure, it wasn't St. George's? No, it's Blackburn Town Hall. Oh, God, not even St. George's? No, Blackburn, Ta- George's? Blackburn Town they did it around sort of smaller towns. Yeah. And it was then, it was when Raymond Van Barneveld had just joined the PDC, just crossing the BDO. It was it was fantastic. And then I went, I think, a year or so later, because I got into a lot of trouble for advertising tickets and taking the tickets as a competition on a radio station that you and I both worked at at the time. I got enormously bothered for that because I thought I was being inventive and stuff and I was told not to do it. You were it. talking about something happening in the locale. Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah. It's amazing, really, to, to, um, the level of foresight that I showed there because darts is now enormously popular and if you wanted tickets to give away, you probably couldn't get them. But I was off being off with them. Anyway, I got to, I ended up with some tickets anyway after our boss at the time had poo-pooed the idea. I got some tickets, went to the NIA, which is half empty, and then a riot broke out between some Blues and Stoke fans. There's a running battle on the other neither, side of the arena. teams play football, so... Yeah. They may they they need a rumble. Yes. Oh, you know what? Radio sometimes deserves the kicking, and uh, <laughs> if I, I think we could be the guys to deliver that. If if Tim Davy is listening in the uh, the big bouncy castle, Tim, don't don't close down Radio Four Longwave. Just get me and Mike in. We'll decimate the place. Oh, we'll just start coming up with funny names for the shipping forecast. Doggo wank. Yeah. North fishnet. Reg Grundy, as opposed to Lundy. We're just freeballing here, really. Um, Annette Crosby and Cromarty. Yeah, uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash. Nick Lowe. Yeah, I, I don't we can sit there and, ru- and we can certainly ruin that. Upset the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency. No end, it'd be brilliant. There'd be ships just piling up all over the place. Farage would absolutely do his fruit. It'd be tremendous. But, 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 can... The pile-up of ships in the North Sea caused by these two larrikins... Playing around with one of the great British institutions, the shipping forecast. Nobody listens to it, but we like to know that it's there. Pretty Patel snipers would get a better angle, though, on people just piling up in these ships. It'd look like Macau during why, Chinese why, New Year. Why, is, why, is they not, why have they not sent, of course, the great border force icon that he could be? We may have finally found a place for him. Why have they not sent Sir Gav? Sir Gavin. Sir Gavin Williamson. Why have they not sent him? To stand on the on the, the you know the head of the cliffs at Dover and just go shut up and go home and Welcome all of or anybody HMS that robust anybody that was seeming thinking we don't want to live in a country with that tit turn the dinghy round lads off we go back to our oh. our sorry lives in uh, countries that you know where they can't bake bread and are being bombed to hell with chemical weapons and all these types of things yeah we don't want to, we don't want to stay with him. He's a, oh, he's that's an idiot. what generations of inbreeding does. It, it would look like yeah. what are they called in um, H.G. Wells's time machine? What are they called? The Morlocks. Oh, the that's Morlocks. Basically, yeah. Staffordshire. That's the Morlands. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the Morland shopping centre. The Morlands. That's the easy confusion there. Yeah. 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 Oh, bless. Platy tubes. 
They sound some, it sounds like um, a member of D12, Platy-Jubes. Platy-Jubes, yes. Biz- yeah. Bismarcky. Proof. Platy-Jubes. Method Man, Ghostface Killer, Platy-Jubes. Don't, don't conflate D12 with Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang, sorry. D12, small, brief appearance on the pop charts. Yeah. Wu-Tang, forever. So, yeah. that's your balance. Though. Sorry, uh, yeah, because of course, I mean, I don't want to give you know, rap icons, Dr. Drew, Ice Pube, <laughs> L- Lazy Boy, wasn't he? That was Easy E, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. LL Cool James Corden. Um, <laughs> LL James. LL. <laughs> EL James. <laughs> F- oh. Fifty Shades of Rap. The Red Men. That, well, that's that. Even, yeah, that's gonna get well, me angry. Let's let's not let's not go there. Yeah. Let's not go there. Yeah. Um, I was I was watching that um, on on the Jersey Shore, um, and we went past this pub. You and Snooky was it? Me, me and Snooky. Um, we were in Asbury Park, which they did a lot of Jersey what, Shore. What in. was the situation? <laughs> You know the um, the fire station that they lived in for a bit on Jersey Shore? It's actually yeah. on Newark Ave down the road. Um, the Ghostbusters one? Yeah, the Ghostbusters one. No, that's in Tribeca. Yeah. Um, there was this football pub and it was just full of plastic scousers. And you're just thinking of all the places I don't want to be. Women. Ah, there. plastic scousers. No. It's too so easy, that. Glow hanging fruit. So we avoided that and went to a uh, German beer house further into Asbury Park and watched an awful game. Um, oh, it was dreadful. It was. It was. If that's if that's if that's soccer, I don't want it. I don't want it. Boring, boring. I read a piece and I found this amazing to have managed to sort of mine a piece out of this uh, on the Athletic about the CBS's thirty-six minute fill. Oh, at the beginning, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, yeah with how, Thierry, how have you, how have you Thierry and Jamie yeah. and Micah? It was it was Kate Kate Abdo, I think, wasn't it? Kate, I really like her. Really write her. Oh, she's she very good. Fantastic. Extremely, extremely good broadcaster. But I was like, how have you managed to write a piece entirely about somebody thirty-five minute and Phil? That's that's quite a, a feat of journalism, really. There was a lot of um, oh, what's her face? The the worst thing was Camilla. Is it Camilla? Camilla, Cabello, Camilla, Camilla Cabello, yeah, uh, Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, uh, was performing live, and nobody gave a shit. CBS didn't even really give a shit. There was just lots and lots of dancers yes. looking as if they were possessed. Yeah, her, she turned up in big granny knickers and something lace, and she sang a song nobody gave a shit about, and I felt really bad for her, and yeah. I don't even want to go into all the other stuff. There, there needs to be an inquiry into that. She's been paid. She's paid a lot of money, and they've confused the Champions League final with the Super Bowl. They've done this yeah. before because I remember during the, during the European Championships a few years ago, and they had Zara Larsson and David Guetta doing the anthem, nobody and it was cares. like nobody cares. Again, they did it was the Brazil World Cup in 2014. They got Pitbull, yep. Mr. Worldwide, Mr. Worldwide, yo, Dale. Um, no, it, I, I did actually put my sunglasses and took my headphones off to give the full full pit bull over there for the for the. The only time it ever worked. Inhabit the character, you know. It, this is not the Olympics. This yeah. is not a Commonwealth Games. 
Could you imagine? I'm still trying to imagine what the Commonwealth Games opening ceremony is going to be like in Perry Bar. Oh, well, they'll release the hounds. I hope you've locked up your bikes, otherwise they've just got to get snatched. Yes. Um, I think I think that'll be, they'll release the hounds on the dog track. Um, the twang will turn up and do a medley. They'll Go be on, there. do other way again. <laughs> Barney Rubble, do that one, because everybody recognises the drum beat from that one. Yeah, that's it. Do that one. And then um, who else can they get? Is, 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 that- is everybody is everybody going to walk into the stadium to ding 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 ding? Well, they're, apparently their gig actually oh. their gig they did a how should you call a scene uh, oh, at Symphony Hall. Yeah, so I think you can't allow that. That's just too much too much of a risk as far as I'm concerned. I think they said right next on stage. Les Ross is doing it obviously. Next on stage, Les Ross. How is he still alive? Well. You'll be forty or on, but not that what not that half of you be not, forty. Not the other half, one. the other half are on. The one without Ali, the yeah. one, the one where they're alive. Yeah, H B pencil. They're, that's the ones they've got on here. Grace, yes. Next, here comes Jasper Carrot to do some jags that you heard in nineteen seventy eight. Hoth KR. And then, and then, and then, uh, the special guest appearance by uh, Tom Ross, which I think will be the highlight of the entire thing. That would be fantastic. <laughs> the game's gone. The game's the gone. Commonwealth, the Commonwealth, the Commonwealth games. Commonwealth are gone. Games. The Commonwealth's gone. <laughs> the Commonwealth's gone. Everybody's in Republic. Get off the boat. <laughs> it did. It did go a bit Peter Bain in there. Which I love Tom Ross. <laughs> get the go off the boat. Tails, tails, come and protect me. Oh. Darren! Get the car off the boat! Get the, Zulu. Ca- get the car off the you. track! Do you know the Dingong Derby when I said that I didn't mean the actual Derby? We've re- we've re- we got incarnated Lester Piggott for this! <laughs> and scene. Oh. And the closing ceremony of the Birmingham Commonwealth Games includes PJ from Big Brother. <laughs> and, and an Arthur, Arthur Shelby impersonator. <laughs> yeah. Come on! I don't Shelby. Here. <laughs> By order of the Pinky Findus. We can't say Pinky Blinders for copyright reasons. Oh, God. Oh, that is going to be one good Commonwealth Games, isn't it? <laughs> can't wait. Problem getting in with your tickets? No, no tickets. Just come in. Show your face. Get in. <laughs> Fizzog. Yeah. Good. If you're missing tooth, you're in. Come on. In you go. Point of Banks's, you're in. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Top Content. You fool. You can listen back to a full archive of two gigantic seasons. Yes, this is season three. Uh, just go to podfollow.com slash topcontentpod to listen to more. And while you're doing that, check out the archive of hilarious tweets and Facebooks and Instagrams and Tiki Tocks. Uh, uh, funnily enough, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at Top Content Pod. As ever, Top Content has been a Top Content production dot com. Mm-hmm.